This episode of Right at the Fork is brought to you by Zupan's Markets. Where, court, we all know that everybody should go to the news feed. That's with a giant Z for Zupan's mm-hmm. in the news feed. Because you're always going to find some deal or uh, excellent discounts that they have at Zupan's. Um, for instance, this week, you'll find, if you're interested in these things, free-range boneless chickens, chicken breasts, heirloom oranges, Haas avocados, uh, primal kitchen dressing mm. and marinades, and of course, a lot more. Just yes, so sir. you can see it all there. Yeah, and you would have found out about their Sumo Citrus. The Sumos have arrived. These are those big winter citrus favorites. They're large, easy to peel, seedless, which I love. Nothing's worse than eating an orange and having a seed inside of it. I'll be well, there are worse things in the world. However, okay. I'm going to say, <laughs> I'm going to say that peeling those Sumos, man. Oh yeah, I love that because it's they're like the. Um, what am I trying to think of? The tangerine, the, the not the tangerine. The, the, like the halos or the... The mandarins. Yeah, the little smaller easy. ones, yeah. You pop that peel off, you're eating it within two yeah. minutes. Juicy, two seconds, two seconds. Yeah, it's super easy. And the nice thing about Zupan's, when you walk into the produce area, these sumos are right there at the front. Can't miss them. Yes. And also, you check that news feed for the wine specials because they have, uh, they'll have, they'll run different specials every month. Mm-hmm. And of course... Uh, Zupans has events and they have some nice wine tastings and wine events, uh, at, in both of, uh, all of their stores actually in Burnside and at Lake Grove Mm -hmm. where they're also doing, uh, in the Cellar Z at Burnside cheese school Sunday, January 20th. This isn't just any cheese school. This is Alpine cheeses, Chris. Who wouldn't want to do Alpine cheese school? We're, we're talking about your Emmentals, your your Gruyères, the stuff that like you know that you traditionally would pair with wine. Dude, this you is did the that, stuff. You did that without notes. Oh no, I I love Alpine <laughs> cheeses. Like I I have been to the city of Gruyère, and it is awesome. Oh, fantastic! Yeah. So have you? Are you a French onion soup fan? I'm actually not. Oh, I love it. And I've recently <laughs> I, discovered I love a onions and I, and I love Emmental and I love Gruyere and I love I love everything that makes a good French onion soup. I just don't like French onion soup. Really? Yeah. Maybe that's I it was my first date ever. I ordered French onion soup Yeah. and it probably it should have had me off dating for my whole life oh, right, because right, it's no, so you, sloppy and ridiculous. And then, and then your breath afterwards if it's you, good. Yeah. I mean, oh man, I didn't even take that into account, but I <laughs> I just making a fool of myself right. was uh, was the first date so yeah. that was a great experience but uh, uh speaking of dates um zupan's great spot yep. for a date Elf. just go down there uh, believe it or not i'm doing that tonight oh there you go nice and have a little date zupan's prior to dinner yeah. you, they got the poke you can get, you can make yourself poke you can do a salad they got the soups there always always the, the they have entrees in the in the right. deli area taste a few things and back to the cheeses just to wrap this up <laughs> nicely with a bow you can buy cheeses in a lot of places but at Zupan's, you can actually have somebody there that can kind of walk you through the process and talk to you about what you're buying. Right. There's not. It's not just a beautiful section. There's someone who can every, make suggestions. Every time I've been there, there's been somebody say, hey, can I help you with anything? And they've been able to answer any questions that I had. So Fantastic. Go to the three locations. You mentioned two of them. Burnside, Lake Grove, McAdam. Yes. And don't forget Zupan's.com. All right, it's time once again for Portland's Food Scene Podcast and a soundbite edition of Right at the Fork. We love these soundbites. We We do. We have people who know their subject matter who come in here to educate us on various bests of and things that they enjoy most. Yeah, and they know know way more than we do. 
They, right, they. Yeah. They, in this case, Laura Woodruff yep. from Third Wave Coffee Tours. And uh, what better at the, at, as we begin, end a year and begin a year than to talk about coffee? Laura brought an, a cup of coffee, and as she was walking in here, I was mm-hmm. thinking, holy shit, I am, <laughs> I am just jacked up already because I stopped. I had my two usual cups of Proud Mary at home, and then one of my favorite coffee things to do is to stop at Camp 18 on the way in from the coast, mm. have breakfast, and they give you a pot of coffee so you can have a couple of cups there, pour yourself in your own, bring your own, your own uh, container. Right. Pour yourself. So I've been drinking coffee. I think I'm on cup number six, and Laura just bought us brought number us seven. Cup number seven. Hey, wow! Ooh. And then tonight I get to look forward to, and and I'll encourage our listeners to check this out because on KGW there's the um, Cassidy Quinn at seven yeah. show. Mm-hmm. I'm appearing with Nolan at Proud Mary to talk about our trips to Melbourne to do a coffee tour. Oh. Which, Laura, you and I talked about. We need to get yeah. you to go to that Ooh. on that oh, coffee very, tour very in Melbourne tempting. in April. So he and I are appearing on KGW tonight, so you can look that up. And also look up our trip. As long as we're talking about coffee, we're doing the ultimate coffee lovers tour with Nolan Hurdy of Proud Mary to Melbourne in April. And we have room. So nice. mix yourself in on that. As you should. All right. So Laura here, we asked her to come in and talk about coffee because... I don't think we did do a coffee podcast a few years ago that was coffee outside of Portland. Right. But here we have this incredible coffee scene. Mm-hmm. And I went on one of Laura's third wave coffee tours a few years ago. I think when you just first started them. Yeah, so it would have been about five years ago. Right. So now you know a lot more. Do you look back? <laughs> well, think about it. You probably look back on them and you think, geez, I didn't know right. anywhere near as much. I wasn't anywhere near as you weren't. Probably anywhere near as qualified to do them then oh, as you are now. Yeah. I, I mean, at that time, I was I felt like I was just delivering people to the experts. Right. So just kind of adding value, kind of know my way around the city and could add some value and just deliver people to somebody who could um, show them a demo or do a comparative tasting or something like that. But yeah, I started just that's how I kind of looked at it was like, I know enough that I can help people navigate this and then. Over time, yes, I suppose I could be considered mild expert. Yeah, what was your what? Were, but what was your background to start third wave coffee tours? Uh, high tech. <laughs> there you go. I was I was at Intel. I spent um, a lot of my career at Intel and drinking a lot of coffee. To uh, yes, of get course. Get through the days, of course. But um, <laughs> I st- I started this about five years ago. Um, kind of, I had stayed home with my daughter. For a few years and you can take a kid into a coffee shop and so i was hauling her all over the place started off with a list of about five or six coffee shops and googled their addresses so wherever we were in portland we could visit a new coffee shop and i knew that there was a much bigger scene that i was than i was plugged into and so um just created this map and every time i'd visit a coffee shop i'd learn about three more and this map just grew and grew and grew and so um just for personal pleasure, we would go around a couple different times a week to visit different coffee shops. But at the same time, I was also for years volunteering at the visitor center. So I really love tourism and Portland. Always saw myself ending up in tourism. And I was like, I'm not really doing that if I just slip back into my job at Intel um, after I, you know, after she entered first grade, basically. So that was the plan. But the plan yeah. didn't go according to plan. You right. had a new plan. Right. I still wanted to wanted to do something that was fun, that was flexible. And I saw this 
huge market in Portland for food and beverage tourism. Mm -hmm. And nobody was focusing on our coffee scene. And I was like, that's crazy. We have so many amazing coffee roasters and shops and just really wanted to highlight that. And I think seeing a city through its food and beverage is just the best way to see a city. And it is, I would think it's virtually impossible to know it all. I'm sure you're in year five (laughs) and there's still a shop here and a shop there that you're still discovering or someone's telling you about. And then, and now there are, um, you know, there are coffee shops within restaurants and, uh, you know, there's, I, I understand Good Coffee just opened up as part of or next to inside Bullard inside the, the Woodlawn Hotel. Yeah, the, the Woodlark. Or Woodlark. Yeah. Uh, no, it's great that I actually get to <laughs> correct someone because usually I'm the one that needs to be corrected. But um, yeah, they're all over, they're all over. And Good Coffee is one that I've been to out on Belmont. I think there's one out there. A Good Coffee Division, and then there's one on Twelfth over. Oh, Division, right. Yeah. You're right. And then there's one on 12th. Uh, or, or, yeah. And a fairly new one, the one I really love, is over in Slabtown on 21st. Oh, okay. That so one's they're, fantastic. They're and then doing, they're doing now a this brand new one. Good job. <laughs> they are. Opening up. So, <laughs> I and, love their you know, coffee. I've had my favorites over the years. Um, Ristretto has always been a favorite, and their locations are nice. Um, they just closed the one closest to us, unfortunately. Oh, in the Oregonian building? In the Oregonian, the old, is it the new Oregonian or the old Oregonian The old Oregonian. Yeah, so, um, but they still have one of my favorites is over in the, the coin building. Right. They have a really nice one downstairs. Right. So we're going to cover a couple of, um, topics of coffee places because there are different aspects to the coffee scene. You know, there's the coffee itself where you can just go in and grab a bag and take off and make it at home and you can have it there professionally brewed Um, but there's also the layout of the coffee shop and whether it's conducive to quiet whether it's conducive to meetings and uh, so we thought it would be kind of fun you brought a bunch of index cards here and we can almost pick and choose (laughs) as we go Um, a couple of categories for your oh these are all good Um, for coffee places. So if someone's got something in mind, like let's start with a pour over, best pour overs. And by the way, I don't want to say best, your favorite (laughs) pour overs, because no one can decide what the absolute best is. That's all subject. Food is very subjective. I hate best lists. I like favorite lists of particular people because we all have different palates. Right. That's such a perfect way to put it because I think there's coffee for everyone and what you like maybe completely the other end of the spectrum of what I like. That's why they have all these different right. varietals. Varietals so. and then brew methods. Right. Um, I prefer a paper filtered coffee, but mm-hmm. other people may like the really chewy French press, for example. But for a pour chewy. over. Chewy. That's what I'm having every day is chewy coffee. Are you having French press? Yeah. Oh. At home. When I make it at home. We'll talk. <laughs> Pardon me? I said, we'll talk. Yeah, no. I'm, well, that's, no, no. What, the, those are the, that's all the hardware that I have to do that. Mm. I, I do a pour over. I have a little paper thing, and when I do one cup, I'll do a pour over. Okay. So right. I do that too. Right. Uh, okay, so here in town, we've got a couple pe- places that do specifically pour over. So when you walk in, they're not going to have air pots of coffee prepared and ready. One of those places is going to be Courier down on, mm. um, just off of Burnside, and what is that? Is that Ash? St- 
Stark? No, not Stark. Oh dear. It's near Stark. It's a block. <laughs> it's a block north of Stark. Whatever it might be. It's it's right next to Maurice. Yes. Yes. So and by the way, you not to break in right off the bat, but you know, I was thinking all morning about coffee places. That's one of my favorites. Wasn't it didn't come to my mind today. We have so many that you have right. to be jarred. Right. Or cupped. Oh, <laughs> right. So they are brewing their coffee with a gold metal mesh filter. Mm-hmm. And they're the only coffee shop in town using that particular brew method. And it's going to sit somewhere um, this side of a French press, but it's not going to have the clean filtered taste of a, a paper filter. Mm-hmm. But it's um, it's a really nice cup. They do single origin only down there. And it's their one and only shop. So it's a very popular um coffee shop amongst Portlanders. They're very fanatical about freshness and um, they do a really great pour over. So I like that one a lot. And I would also say, I'm sorry, I have no, to interject, ahead, but I would also say if you're, if someone's looking, if someone has a guest in from out of town and wants to take them into the real Portland mm, thing, right. courier, <laughs> and their chocolate chip cookies are incredible. Well, have there. you had their cannelay? No. Oh, get their cannelay. We do that on the tour. We get those cannelays. For the tour, and people are just freak out about it. Have you it. had the chocolate chip cookies? I have had the chocolate okay. chip cookies. They're, they're, I think at the time I thought these are the best I've ever had. So for me, if you could put a few nuts in it, that would be no, no. <laughs> no? Just for me, that's why I like them the way they are. Right. But at any rate, see, to each their own. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Courier's good. So Courier does a great pour over. Now, um, another place that's kind of new to the scene is a place called Jory, and they're up on North Mississippi. And they only do pour over. You're, you cannot walk in and get an espresso. They just have a pour over, automated pour over machine. And it has five different stations and they're all um, dialed in specifically for a coffee that they have on bar. And they're using local coffee and he's hand sourcing it from different local roasters. So he's having heart coffee. Upper Left Roasters, uh, Extracto Coffee, Case Study. So a, a huge variety of coffee roasters. And basically that's all you get. You walk in, that's the one thing that they offer. Uh, and they do a really great job. And he's got each of them just tailor-made um, for each specific coffee. So, um, and he serves it black. And how do you spell the jewelry? J-O-R-Y. Okay, like, like the, I thought the that, soil. just to make sure. <laughs> Um, the guy's name, um, the owner, his name is Jorian. Okay. Something. So anyway, that's, well, that's how nice. I wasn't aware of that. Thanks for the, turning me on. It's that. a, it's kind of a walk-in, walk-out place. There's a little bench along the the window, but it's really, it's quite small. So you kind of come in and go. You know, summer day, you sit outside and enjoy it a little. But it's it's more of is a that kind right on the though. corner there where the at the old Rexall? Is it pastels? I don't know. The, um, it's the flower shop or the garden shop. Oh, I don't it's know. like right next door to there. It's just a little further north from the Blue Star and the Meadow and all of that. Okay, north. cool. Yeah. And I said thanks for turning me on to it. We assume there are a few other people listening. So thanks for turning all of us <laughs> on to everything you're talking about. So, yeah, they're pretty new. Um, that's a great place. Um, now, of course, we all know... Kova has been doing just pour overs um, when you order a black coffee for a long time. Um, I'd like to point out their roastery on Southeast Maine. When you go in there, again, 
you're only going to find coffee as a pour over or they'll also offer cold brew coffee, but they don't have an espresso machine there. If you want espresso, you need to go down to their Grand Avenue Cafe or one of their other locations around town. But um, they do a great pour over there and they're using a metal mesh filter that they designed in-house. And it's going to, again, give you more body than a paper filter would, but less than you would get from your French press. Hmm. Nice. And again, single origin only. So, Do I get to ask you at the end of this podcast what your favorite cup of coffee, maybe of the year, or if you want to go have the best cup of coffee, where that is? And we'll leave that as a tease. Okay. Can you answer that question? Uh, <laughs> yes. Let me, let me put that back to marinate for a minute. Okay, good. Or brew. Okay. Let, let you brew it. Um, any more pour overs or we want to go on to the next um, category? Yeah, we'll leave it at that. Okay. Now. A lot of people use coffee shops. We're in a freelance economy. So mm-hmm. a lot of people use coffee shops as their office to either get work done on their laptop or even their phone or to meet, have meetings. Yep. What, are, what are some of the best uh, places people can take advantage of for free office space? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> um, I have a friend who came on all f- five of my coffee tours specifically because she was moving to Portland and she works out of coffee shops and right. she wanted to know all the coffee shops. That's a good way to do it. Go on your tour and you'll yes. get the vibe right and off the bat. And now I run into her all the time. Um, hey, <laughs> you know, working from coffee shops. So it's really awesome. Um, <clears throat> probably one of my very favorites, and I think this one's maybe a little bit of a hidden gem, um, Simple Local Coffee. Are you familiar with that one? No. It's on Ash down near between 1st and 2nd. And it's in a historic building and they are on the ground floor and it's a it's an office building now and so it's open i think regular coffee shop hours but you can still go into the lobby of the of the office building it's actually the building where you can look down that little window and look into the underground tunnels mm-hmm. i think portland walking tours takes people oh, there okay. and you you just kind of look and you're like oh look a hole anyway that's the historic building it's in and they serve sterling coffee which is one of my very favorite coffee roasters in town and um the owner lauren she actually makes all of the pastries in-house so she's got some really incredible croissants and muffins and things like that that she makes there but they've got um a nice setup for um working just like a bench along the wall with little tables and then also upstairs there's some space so it's a really nice place um it's not the most crowded coffee shop i think it's just a little bit off the beaten path that's what you want and so yes yeah, so it's gonna be a quieter one the criteria for working or having meetings is that it's easy to get seats <laughs> you can hear each other speak well yeah but you want to be able to walk in and not right like if you have three people four people you need to be able to get a table without waiting Right. Because that's part of business. Also, uh, being able to plug in. Right. Right. So that's important that there are a few outlets all over the place. Yeah, they've definitely Mm -hmm. kept that in mind, I think, when they built out this coffee shop. And it's it's beautiful. The coffee, the food, everything's really great. Good to know, Beth. Thank you. Very, very nice atmosphere. Um, The Another one, brand new, Kova's new one downtown on 12th and Jefferson. I've passed that so many times I haven't gone in. I'm always passing it in my car. So they've got nice space, kind of like your typical coffee shop downstairs where you can just sit along a bar or along the window, but they have an upstairs area that is perfect to take a laptop and hang out for hours. Um, they've got tables and um, yeah, they've set it up extremely well to really accommodate a lot of people working on laptops. Um, 
I can't speak for how loud it potentially gets, but it definitely is the type of place where you'd go put your headphones on and work. Yeah, that's the thing. Bring your headphones. That always works. Right. That's good. That's a good one. And that has always looked appealing to me. Yeah. You know, the the paradox of hanging out in coffee shops for a long time (laughs) and working is that by the second or third hour, if you're on your second or third cup of these fairly strong coffees that these roasters are roasting, you want to jump out the window. So you're not (laughs) relaxed there. So I found I got to almost go to tea at some point um, because I can't keep drinking the coffee or decaf, of course. And all of the specialty roasters also have some pretty decent decaf. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I think in a side by side side comparison, you could probably tell a difference, but if you're just drinking it standalone, it, most of them have really good decafs, like impressive decafs. Do you drink your coffee black? I am right now. Okay, just curious. <laughs> kind of all, all of the above. It <laughs> depends on the time, the mood. Oh, so you change it up. Yeah, yeah. Oh, good. Um, I mean, I, I've been known to go into coffee shops and order a cortado and a pour over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I think I have a fairly high tolerance level for caffeine. I would think of it. But, you know, if you're on your seventh cup, I think you're well ahead of me today so far. Yeah, I'm I'm okay. (laughs) But yeah, I feel a little anxious. I thought of, on the way, I I thought of a few things that needed to be done on the way over here and I just got really anxious because I can't, driving and I can't do anything about it. Oh, is that what those feelings are? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So, um, so there have to be more. We need a, a nice list. Want, okay. Can you do it geographically? So sure. you've covered you've covered downtown. You've covered uh, downtown twice, but I think southeast Let's and, see. or southwest. Um, and what about something in northeast? Ooh, I think Case Study has a really good place on Alberta mm-hmm. that has an upstairs kind of balcony workspace area. That downstairs again, you're not gonna really find much much space it's, it's kind of typical coffee shop a couple tables you can hang out for a little while but upstairs if you want to sit down and stay for a while they've got some you know workspace tables up there on in the right northeast. near tin shed is that that's correct, correct. Yes. i love that they're right next door because that place tin shed has such a long wait mm-hmm. now you can go get an amazing cup of coffee and um there's probably there are probably a lot in alberta because i'm thinking of proud mary which is right was I, I deem that my f- favorite frequent place of 2018, oh, yes. discovering that. Yes. Um, so there's Proud Mary, and then um, there are numbers you go barista. down. Barista. Barista, yes. Yeah. It's beautiful. All the barista locations are really nice. Yes. And great to have meetings. Always right. when you think of, you know, yeah. if, if that's all you knew, you'd do okay with barista. I was going to mention, yeah, Northwest 23rd, the barista location has an excellent Layout yep. for um, Booths. some large, yeah, larger meetings or small little tables if you want to sit, and work privately or do meetings. Um, also, the new Good Coffee on Twenty First and is it is it Vaughn or Thurman? It's it's right across from the new uh, New Seasons. Okay, up there in the Slabtown area, and they have a lot of great little nooks and crannies where you can sit down with a laptop Good. there, and of course. I do really love their coffee. What about, can you, and if you can't, I would understand because no one's ever thinking of Southwest. What about far Southwest? Not necessarily downtown Southwest, but out near Barber, anything out there. Oh. There you go. Vast wasteland. You can't come up you with it. You said it. You said it, not me. <laughs> well, there, there's, uh, what's the one in um, the little house? 
that's over in near Raleigh Hills. Uh, I'll think of it. I'll look it up while you're talking. And then, <laughs> okay. Because it's really good. A lot of people love yeah, it. Yeah, there are a couple out there, but I, I tend to focus most of my energy on the, right. the downtown scene. I mean, within sort of... Well, that's where you can do tours. Street too. Co- you yeah, can't exactly. Do tours where you drive. The concentration of coffee. So yeah, I think it does kind of um, thin out quite a bit as you kind of leave the downtown core. But it just it never ceases to me- amaze me how many coffee shops continue to open in the downtown core, and we continue to support them. I mean, there's been a few. That, I mean, I can count on one hand the number of coffee shops that have closed down in the five years I've been doing this. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it has to do with just the location wasn't quite. Um, right or the cost of the lease is just really out of control but for the most part i mean i think locals really do are very good at uh, supporting the coffee shops and when you think we're already saturated another one opens and we continue to support them which i think is wonderful great well i can't find it and i'm not going to guess because i don't want to say a name that that is still open that may have closed because the one i see closed so i'm trying to uh Anyway, it's not <laughs> okay. relevant. It's not downtown. But, so if you want coffee, go drive somewhere else or, or take mass transit, which is not something I want to do. No, not, not too often. <laughs> <laughs> so um, what about uh, any others? Or you want to move on? Well, could I call out one that's not a coffee shop? Yes. Smith Tea Maker over on Southeast oh, that's Morrison. Right. Stunning, stunning location. And the one over by uh, the original, I think, over by right. uh, Northwest by Olympia Provisions. Yeah, and it's tiny, but right. super cozy. But the one over in Southeast where you can watch their production happen, I mean, they've got the same sh- uh, hours as a coffee shop, and you can do incredible tastings and comparative um, analysis and things like that there, as well as sit down and stay for a while. So I really like that. Place All right. We're lot. running short on time, unfortunately. Okay. So let's go to, cool. Uh, what do you want to do first? Coolest vibe or unique food items at the coffee shop? Well, how about some unique food items? Yes. Let's go there. Okay. Um, so most of the coffee shops are going to have really good bakeries um, that bring in their, their products every day, but there's a few places that are making their own that I think are doing a really great job. And then some that have a really extensive food program and I'll call them out just as you have proud Mary, they are just knocking it out of the ballpark. They, um, what were they named? One of the top 50 best new restaurants by Bon Appetit magazine this past year. And that's just addressing their food program, but their coffee program is incredible as well. You can do all kinds of comparative tastings there and you can order the same coffee as a V60 pour over, or you can do it as espresso and you can just, you can do all kinds of really neat comparative tastings there. And then their food is just incredible. It is. It's unbelievable. (laughs) Uh, uh, Well, it's like nothing you've ever had. So we've all had a lot of Breakfast places in Portland and lunch places, but you go there and there are things that are just unlike anything you've ever had. And Yeah, uh, it's a different culture. I mean, they are making a coffee shop a brunch spot, which is what you see in Melbourne. Right. Um, here, we don't really have that culture, but we do have a couple places that are doing a really wonderful job, including Upper Left Roasters. Have you been there over off of 12th and Hawthorne? The only one I've been to is at OHSU, the little coffee Okay. stand that they have in the lobby oh, okay. there, which is really nice. Oh, you should definitely visit there. Um, it's right on the corner of Lad's Edition, mm-hmm. and they're doing some wonderful toast and um, 
lots of poached eggs with things and it's it's really good and they're kind of going down that route of making things where they have their own separate kitchen staff and barista staff which i think is wonderful because you get qualified and trained people <laughs> doing one or the other yeah that's kind of nice um Another place that's doing some great food is Either Or Cafe, specifically their new location on North Williams. And you can get breakfast tacos there. Oh, nice. Yum. Yeah. Um, Love that place. Um, Prince Coffee, they do um, stroop waffles. So Katie, who's the owner there, is um, has some Dutch origins. And so those little... um, Caramel waffles made fresh. I've never had one fresh until I had one there, and it, they're so delicious. Aren't they? They also serve Proud Mary there too. Not they, to keep talking about that Proud Mary, <laughs> but it's hard. Not to. It's a recurring theme. Right. Um, they do use some Proud Mary. They they do a couple different roasters. Right. So multi roaster. Um, she came from Barista, which is one of the original multi roasters in the country, and then um, she's doing the same thing at Prince. So she's got two locations. Very nice. Um, Good one. Cup and Bar. Love them. They do beautiful smashed avocado toast. Probably my favorite one in town. They put some ricotta with it. You know, people make fun <laughs> of that, of avocado toast, Why? but it's so good. It's so good. Yeah. We start our streetcar tour there on Sunday mornings, and, you know, I've been known to get there a little early for breakfast before before the tour starts. Very nice. Yeah. So those those are a couple of the shops that are doing something kind of above and beyond um, just your pastries, which you can get great pastries at any of the coffee shops, but mm-hmm. um, I, I really appreciate the ones that you can do a little bit more. And maybe if you're gluten-free or trying to do something not bready related, you know, it's, it's nice to have those options. All right. So do you have any others in mind or uh, do you want to move on to uh, every place you've talked about probably has a cool vibe. Every, you yeah. know, there's nothing that looks like your standard Starbucks. No. That you're talking about. No, they're all pretty unique and interesting. Right. So, um, but do you have some that are, that you haven't mentioned that have, because that's one of the cards yeah. here. Coolest vibe. And Yeah. Sure. Well, um, as far as like wow factor, I think there's two that stand out. And one is Ristretto. And that's the one on Northwest Nikolai. Um, it's in the Schoolhouse Electric Design Shop. And it just takes over a corner of this larger store, basically. And it's just so beautiful. And I think that's also a great place to take a laptop if you want kind of a quieter place because it is a little off the beaten track in the Northwest Industrial Area. Um, It's not a terribly busy shop. And so you can really, you know, you can take your laptop and sit down for a while. But I think that one is just very, very stunning. I think when they just opened that, we had Din Johnson... And his wife, Nancy, on the podcast. So if someone wants to Google or go into whatever podcast app they use and search right at the fork, Din Johnson, they'll be talking about that one opening. Oh, fantastic. So a little background on that. So yeah, it's been there for a while, but it really is just so beautiful. The other one is Sister's Coffee in the Pearl District. It's this beautiful kind of cozy log cabin feel. Now, unfortunately, a couple months ago, they they were victim of a fire in the apartment above. and so they've actually been closed down and they're remodeling at the moment. They're due to open again in mid-January. Oh, well, that's right around the corner. 
Right, right. And you know, those when those things happen and they get insurance money, they always open up a little even nicer than they yes. were before. Well, they've taken advantage of the fact that they can, you know, they've been open for five, six years. And so they're like, okay, it's time to do a remodel. But to their credit, they've been paying all of their employees this whole time. Oh, and nice. just, so go in and support them. Yeah, definitely. Um, we stopped by there on our streetcar tour and they've just got this lovely upstairs balcony with kind of a library. It's, it's really lovely. Um, very cozy. All right, Laura. So th- we could go on. We have to limit it at some point, but I we have five minutes left, and I want to talk about what people can expect on your tours. Oh, okay. If you want to talk about other coffee places, great. <laughs> but I think that people should should know. You know, you, you listening to you on the podcast is one thing, but actually going and tasting the coffee and experiencing all these great places firsthand is fantastic. So, what can people expect on third wave coffee tours? Well, we do at the moment. We've got four regularly scheduled weekly tours that we do on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Sunday. And they're different neighborhoods. And so if you go on all four tours, you're never going to go to the same coffee shop twice because I really want to feature as many local coffee shops as, as I can. We usually visit about five coffee shops and we do a variety of tastings and education and um, demos. So we'll do... Probably my favorite demo of all of the tours that we do is one that we do at Case Study Coffee on our downtown tour where we take the same coffee and we brew it three different ways. On a um, French press. Very cool. Um, on a Kalita Wave as a pour over and on a Chemex as a pour over. Mm-hmm. And so we can really experience how brewing makes a really big difference in how your coffee ends up tasting. So um, between seed and cup, at least 15 hands touch your coffee. So I try to focus on all of the variables that go into why your coffee tastes the way it does, how it was picked, the varietal, how it was processed, um, how it was roasted, how it was ground, how it was brewed. All of those things do make a difference. And so if there's any ways that we can demonstrate that on the tour, I really love doing that because I think it's more than just a tasting tour. I really want it to be an educational tour where people can walk away and go, wow, I've learned a lot. Yeah, they need to. I think the important thing is they walk away and their life is enhanced by it because they learn something new that is going to make coffee more enjoyable in the future. And I still have so much to learn. I'm learning a little (laughs) bit. But what did you bring us, by the way? Because one thing I learned on your tour long ago, I think it was four or five years ago, was that coffee tastes its best at this temperature that's just short of lukewarm or maybe even lukewarm. But that's what this is now. It's been sitting here. It's delicious. What did you bring us? So this is a Costa Rican coffee from Case Study, and it is a very special process. It's called a yellow honey process. So the most common way we see our coffee process is either the wash process or the natural process. And those are two ends of the spectrum. I won't go into great detail of what those exactly mean. But um, a honey process is sort of a hybrid of both, where you take the skin off but leave the pulp on the coffee and lay it out to dry at that stage. Um, There's a lot of nuance even within the honey process, or you may hear it referred to as semi-washed or also pulped natural. But this is, um, go to case study, ask them what that means, and they'll tell you all about it. But that's it's basically a hybrid process where they're trying to break um, bring out as much sweetness as you can out of the coffee. Not to bring it up again, yes. but Proud Mary, they give you a card yes. that has the history or, or the a story on the origin of the coffee mm-hmm. and the, and the, uh, the plantation and so forth. And right. their sto- sometimes their story on how they discovered it. Right, right. No one right. discovered it. So 
Right. Uh, do they do that in a lot of other places? I like yes. the card. Yes. So. Yes. And you know who we can credit with that? Stumptown. Uh, oh. They started off in 1999. They were kind of the pioneer of one of the pioneers of the third wave or specialty coffee movement. And so a lot of the coffee shops that we love here in Portland started about 10 years later. Um, 2009, 2010 was a very common opening time for a lot of the local roasters that we have here. And they were kind of looking at what Stumptown was doing, which I guess was very um, innovative for the industry. So do you think Stumptown gets a little bit of a kind of a right, you know, in the uh, tier, I can't say below, but in the category of Starbucks because they got really big, really, uh, you know, and so people don't want to follow it as much. (laughs) You know, you're never going to hear that from me because I am a big, big Stumptown girl. I'm a, yeah, I'm a huge I to hear fan. You say. And even though they have grown, I think they've done some really, really beautiful work and continue to do well. Um, you know, it's more it's more available now, which I think is really good um, for people that don't live in Portland. But I've seen the quality stay very high, and um, I love. I've had the opportunity to visit some of their cafes just on my own personal travels and. I think their brand new coffee shop in Brooklyn is one of the most beautiful coffee shops I've ever been to. It's inside an old um, firehouse and they have this custom made um, espresso machine that's blue and white. It almost looks like the Delft pattern. It's just so beautiful. And I think they're, they're doing a really great job and just kind of spreading specialty coffee and making it more accessible. I think that's one of the problems in Portland. Like someone gets really successful and people start, wanting to knock them down. Right. And well. I'm not saying that I, that I do, <laughs> but I just say, you know, I, I think here in Portland, people generally think of the smaller roasters as yeah. cooler and Stumptown. But I'll tell you what, Stumptown's new packaging is awesome. They, yeah. they did an upgrade to their package, or not, or a change, I shouldn't say. Yeah. To me, it was an upgrade because it looks really nice. You know, so there's looking, room for everybody. Right. And I think they, they, to their credit, have really kind of changed the way we drink coffee in Portland. Mm -hmm. And sure, there comes along people that are doing more innovative things and whatnot, but... um, They were the first. Exactly. I'm sure someone can point out, hey, we were here earlier, but they were the first and most successful by far. Yeah, for specialty. So let me ask you a question I asked Din Johnson when he was here, because it's a fun question. I love the answer. I love that you have to answer it. You were somewhere, it could be Oklahoma City, could be anywhere. All you got is across the street, you have to have a cup of coffee, and it's either Starbucks or McDonald's. Which one are you going into? What can I order? Can I order just coffee. a latte? No, it's just... A plain coffee? A plain coffee. McDonald's. Yeah, that's what he said, too. Yeah. I mean, if it's drip, it's, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I it's mean, interesting because I'm know? a little. I love <laughs> that it's a buck and you can stop and get it somewhere for, for a dollar. Just get in. The coffee is not bad. Didn't said the same thing. So... Yeah. Of ristretto. It's, it's serviceable. You know? Right. It's serviceable. But yeah. I just find the, the, you know, we're so tuned to these cool roasters here that <laughs> to think about that would be blasphemous. But, you know, if that's the only choice you have or do you skip it, that's all. Yeah, that's you know, it. and there's Dunkin' Donuts too. And Yeah. Know. Well, they're, but they're, yes. Yes. Hey, enough cream and sugar. You know, you can fix most anything. I don't think sugar fixes it at all. <laughs> but that's, that's just my opinion. I like it. So I'm learning. I like it with a little cream. Not yeah. that anybody listening to this really cares how I like it, unless someone's going to deliver me coffee at some point like you did. <laughs> um, but, uh, and then I've noticed that if it's really good 
great coffee. Like uh, I like the Ethiopian mm-hmm. at the place that will remain rena- remain nameless mm-hmm. uh, because we've mentioned it sixteen times already. Right. Um, but that I can drink with no cream whatsoever. I really enjoy it straight yeah. up. So. Right. And I'm looking forward to having some Australian coffee too. Oh, We're going to try to figure out a way. You so You've already lucky. been. You've already been to oh, Melbourne. And just absolutely blown away. I bought, when I was down there, a book this thick, let's say two inches thick, since you can't see me, um, of specialty coffee roasters in Melbourne alone. Right. And by the way, I have to clarify I don't mean coffee from Australia, but served in Australia. Right. Well, they, yeah. <laughs> okay, you know, we we love Portland. We've been named the number one coffee city in America by Travel and Leisure, and we hold that crown with pride. But I think Melbourne is just, they're, they're, they're really, really, they've got a very, very um, evolved coffee scene and cafe scene in general. So. so I guess you've already said it, but, you know, my I try as best I can to describe how wonderful our trips are going to be. So... You would suggest to someone if they oh, really like coffee, they need to come absolutely. on this trip with Nolan from Proud Mary. This wow. is not, so I think it's really cool. It's hard to describe it. So, and the other part is we're going to a lot of those brunch type places that oh. you talked about in restaurants. And I've seen it in my emails. These people cannot wait to host Nolan. And so we're all going to be treated like VIPs. Wow. Sorry, I had to yeah. put a little, little um, promotional message for what I do. Yeah. Because we all have to eat and right. drink coffee. But um, it's going to be really exciting. So yeah, I you did appreciate my, that. Yeah, I did my pilgrimage there last year to Proud Mary mm-hmm. and um, also their roastery called, I think they call it Auntie Pegs or something like that. And oh, just such great coffee and, and the, brunch. And, and he's taken us to other coffee places, too, who love him. So, mm-hmm. you know, much like here. So at any rate, thank you so much. We kind of went over a little bit. <laughs> court left us. Court, court. Um, <laughs> but thanks for coming in. We appreciate All it. Right. And thanks. And uh, we'll see you. We'll, we'll sip a cup of coffee together as we just did right now. <laughs> Sounds good. Thanks. All right. Thanks so now, much. By the way, and people find you at thirdwavecoffeetours.com. That's simple Correct. enough. And yep. you're on Instagram? Instagram. Yeah. Most, most active on Instagram and Facebook. And how far in advance do you have to book a tour? Uh, I mean, like a week at least. Okay. Yeah. Depends on the time of year. So. So go check it out and then uh, and book one. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Right at the Fork is proud to be supported by Zupan's Markets. For over 40 years, unsurpassed quality from the best meats and wines to the freshest baked goods, flowers, and more. With a delicious emphasis on locally sourced items. The best of the Northwest Bounty can be found at your closest Zupan's on West Burnside, McAdam, or Lake Grove. And at Zupan's.com. Eat well, put taste first, love your food. By Ringside Steakhouse. Owned by the Peterson family for generations, Ringside Steakhouse has long been a landmark of the Portland landscape, featuring impeccable service that has set the standard for nearly 75 years. Enjoy the finest aged steaks, their world-famous onion rings, and even Ringside's legendary late-night happy hour. Whether it's a special occasion, a business dinner, or just a great night out, Make a reservation at ringsidesteakhouse.com today. And by Portland Food Adventures, inviting you to listen to Right at the Fork, episode number 170 with Proud Mary Coffee's Nolan Hurdy. Then imagine yourself eating and sipping your way through Melbourne, Australia this April for nine incredible days of VIP treatment at Nolan's favorite places in Proud Mary's home city. It's all at portlandfoodadventures.com under the Trips tab. Contact Right at the Fork host Chris Angeles for more information and extra savings on these PFA food journeys. 
Right at the Fork is hosted and produced by Chris Angeles and Court Johnson. Connect with us on Twitter and Instagram at Food Podcast PDX or on Facebook at Right at the Fork or online at rightatthefork.com. 